okay, okay, okay. Ah! Oh. Hey, I'm trying to get crumb. They said we wouldn't be back, Tones. They said we wouldn't be back. And yet here we are on the night of the start of the NFL season. We're back for the fourth and long pod. It's episode 89. And we're at it again. Justin Ross. (laughs) Justin Ross. We're back. Doors. We're back, a little older, a little wiser, a little more tired, a little more engaged. Oh, baby. I feel like we've aged three years in the last year. Um, and the draft reflected so, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. <laughs> Talk about the draft in a second. But in terms of off-season stuff, Tones, we had uh, two fathers were created in our off-season. Yourself and Rob, congratulations. We've done it already, but incredible news. You're sitting in your basement right now. I can see your beautiful face, sipping what looks to be an iced coffee or some sort of an iced cappuccino. Regular latte, baby. Coffee is the really greatest thing stuff. ever when you're a dad. That's for damn sure. I'm sure Franco and Rob can attest. Yeah. We had uh, engagements, myself and Nikki. We had wedding planning going on. We have Ryan's wedding over the summer. Um, Trophy very much involved for those who weren't there. Very much involved. Chirps to Mike were aggressive. They lined Mike up for those who weren't there. They lined Mike's table, Mike's seat up exactly across from where the trophy was. So he had to stare at it all night long. Incredible work. Incredible work. Just impressive stuff. Um, life is crazy, but we're here to talk about fantasy football. So tones, let's get at it. I think we need to start with the pre-draft, which is the keeper discussion. Um, I think willing to hear your take on this, that it was pretty chalky. Yeah. I think there was maybe one interesting decision of the group. Do you agree? And are we aligned on who that might be? Yeah. Ryan, right. With Devonta Smith over Mixon. Absolutely. I don't think it's a question. Um, the, the question we need to start with is what would you have done and do you think he made the right choice? And I want to just put the caveat in that you hated Devonta Smith last year going in. <laughs> it was well known by the end of the year that you turned it around, but Ryan was trying to rub it in your face the whole time saying how good he was, especially when he put up against you. But anyway, how do you feel about this decision? I turned it around. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Devonta Smith. Um, I can admit when I'm wrong and that's okay. Uh, he's still a shrimp puff pipsqueak, you know, whatever. Um, this one shocked me because if there's any year to be excited about Mixon, is it not this season? And it's not that like Devonta Smith's a bad player and that Ryan made a bad choice. I think this was a tough call. Um, but Mixon no longer has Semjay Perrine, as the majority of our league said during the draft, uh, behind him who was stealing a lot of things. He catches passes. He's used heavily in the red zone. And that offense is fucking E-L-I-T-E. So I'm, I don't know. I was, I was pretty shocked by it. Um, I just didn't think anyone would have the balls to do that. And I guess Ryan was just making the calculated decision that, hey, Devonta's probably not making it back to me at the 110. And he's right. He wouldn't have got past me at the 106. I would have loved to have the Hertz Devonta stack. That's for sure. Um, I did ask Ryan as we were waiting 
to start the draft. So why are you down on Mixon? I'm just curious. And his explanation was, uh, I'm not. He's actually a really good pick. Mind games, baby. Uh, But he said, in all honesty, it's a three wide receiver league. Smith and Mixon have comparable ADPs on most sites. So he just went with his positional value. I get that. I understand that. That makes a lot of sense to me. And since Cooper Cup is now dead, great decision. Great decision. But that being said, Mixon's going to have an awesome year because I got him, baby. Let's go. I'll say this about Joe Mixon. He seems to disappoint me every year for what I want him to do. And if you take away his 50-point game or whatever that was, I think he had four touchdowns in a single game last year. It just wasn't really that spectacular. But if you saw the numbers, it looked like it was kind of a tale of two seasons. I think he started really slowly and came on strongly later. But again, that big game had something to do with it. I don't know if he made the right choice, and I, I don't think I would have made that choice. But this is why it doesn't matter what I think, and Ryan's a two-time champion, yeah. back-to-back. So it's all good. There's, I would have chosen Joe Mixon. Yeah, You would have chosen Joe Mixon. I would have taken yeah. Mixon there. Yeah, I would have I, taken uh, Mixon. Yeah, I think it's I, – I understand both sides of it. I think there's this year more than most, and you tell me if you felt this way, like just doing research and shit. I think there was a lot of, like, player fatigue – this season, like we're just so sick of these same old guys every year. Like I was like sitting there and I'm like, fuck, am I going to take Aaron Jones? Like, ugh, like it's so yeah. boring. It's so lame. And then you look back and you're like, fuck, he had 1500 yards last year. Like, what am I yeah. upset about? <laughs> like this guy would be great. Right? You shouldn't be have any issues. And that offense was terrible. But I think there's a bunch of guys and Joe Mixon's one of them that like, doesn't light up red zone on a daily basis. So like people are kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, I'm usually one of those people. And this year I have reversed my course a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see how many of these like old guys, like the Keenan Allens, like Rob was chirping him during the draft. Like he goes in our second round. I wouldn't be shocked if he's still a fucking stud, but we're all just sick of him, Right. So yeah. maybe that factored in. Devonta Smith's exciting, yeah. right? I don't know. I do want to talk about, so I think that was the only one that really stood out from a should he or should he not have standpoint. The other person I want to kind of bring up in this situation is actually you. Oh. Because you made, you made the right decisions, of course, but that's because your, your arm was kind of twisted when Dalvin Cook decided to go to the New York Jets. Mm. So I want to kind of hear your take, um, you know, just for, you know, 30 seconds or so on when Dalvin signs with New York. Do you know right away? Because if if Dalvin went to Miami the way that you and I were talking about for weeks leading up to that decision, I think it might have changed your decision and it changes the entire makeup. And you keep Stefan Diggs, Jalen Hurts, and Calvin Ridley. Um, Those are great players. We don't really know what Ridley's going to be, but we have high expectations for what he's going to be. And Stefan Diggs and Jalen Hurts arguably could be the best players of their position. So there's no doubt about that. But that Ridley spot instead of Cook, talk about that for a second and, and what happened when he signed with the Jets. Um, yeah, pretty simple. If he goes to Miami, I'm thrilled, right? Great running game. And he has the opportunity to keep being Dalvin Cook. Um, I honestly could not believe Calvin Ridley's ADP all summer. And if it was redraft, I would have been sitting there like avoiding him like the plague being like, why am I taking a gamble on this guy who we haven't seen play football in two years? Um, I really actively avoided what I usually do and get sucked in by the camp hype and the clips of them catching balls in shorts against air. Like that shit means nothing to me. Honestly, the preseason games and Calvin Ridley actually looking full speed was a really nice thing to see. 
Um, Dalvin Cook going to the Jets immediately scratched him off my list. I just don't want to deal with this, okay? Like, I am all about opportunity for running backs this year. I've taken too many years. I've taken guys that I'm like, okay, all they need is 12 touches, but, like, he's so efficient and it's going to be whatever. I don't care. I'll take the worst player that gets 25 over the good player that gets 12. So for me, I'm looking at it going, is Dalvin Cook even the best running back in that backfield? No. It's fucking Brees Hall. And if he was still on the Vikings, Ridley's going back to the draft because I know the opportunity is going to stay the exact same. It was just about risk mitigation. I don't want to I don't want to like have be caught holding the bag and then next thing you know it's week five and Dalvin Cook's getting eight touches I don't care if they're goal line or not like it's just I don't know there's just too much uncertainty there I would have loved to have the balls to bet against Brees Hall and bet that like oh he's gonna get hurt again because guys usually do after their ACL that's also no fun and Ridley's fun and fantasy football's about fun so let's have there it is so it's draft night now you log in no updates needed for any of our, our esteemed uh, members of the league, which is incredible. We start, have one of the longest drafts, but also arguably one of the most fun drafts, in, despite the fact that it was remote. Yeah. Your takeaways from Jaff Knight, from what you've seen, <laughs> if you want to talk about a specific team or if you want to talk about kind of the way things played out, did you notice anything that stood out? Was it just all the same in our league or, or was there anything that, that, that really changed this year? Justin! Rock. Um, I'll stop. Uh, I might do that on every pod we do this year. Um, yes, please. Yeah, that's great. What the Dotto household? We gotta, we gotta lead with that. Have to, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> like, when is the fucking reality show coming out of the dot? I want a keeping up with the Dottos camera crew around that family at all times, especially yeah. when the two brothers and Franco are in the same room. I saw a side to Franco there that I absolutely loved and I haven't seen a lot of because me and Franco need to hang out way more outside of this league. Uh, absolutely hilarity going on over there. Like we're just drafting and like mom comes in, chirps Nick, fucking shits on Mike for his eating habits, comes in, what are you guys doing? A draft? That's just stupid. Like it's just great. Like it's just like you just catch these little these little lines that are like people are having their normal conversations, people are making picks, and then there's like a random line about cheesecake behind you, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? It was amazing. That was the best part of it by far. And, and on that note, when Franco leaves and calls in, first of all, the dedication to leave and then call in yeah, is incredible. I that. But there's two two amazing things happen here. Number one, Nick and Mike frustrated with the fact that what was the line that Franco just drew Zeke question mark <laughs> <laughs> on a piece of paper? <laughs> and then it was there was a couple of other guys too who were already taken, and it was just a bunch of question marks. And it's like I don't know who to take at this point. But then God bless Franco, right? He calls in. He's dedicated and determined. I don't know if he knew he wasn't on mute or whatever, but the McDouble order <laughs> while <laughs> on the clock was an incredible moment that will go down in draft history. And, and especially because he had to rush home to get back to his vomiting child oh, that so his wife good. was overloaded on. And yet he had the time to stop at the drive through Franco, much love, man. Great, great power move by you right there. It was a great showing from Franco. I loved his draft. I, I just... Everything about Franco that night was excellent. I appreciated it. Um, him immediately sliding into my DMs to try to make trades right away was excellent. It's very on brand. Happens every year. 
Uh, it's good stuff. I really very much enjoyed Franco that night and the Dotto Bros. Uh, shout out to Nick for doing that draft board. That was extremely helpful uh, for everybody in this league. But let's talk some players, Doors. Let's talk about some players, okay? Let's do it. Oh, first round. Any surprises to you? First pick? No. Second pick? What Rob called a fuck it pick? Jameer Gibbs. I was shocked. Yeah. I, I was shocked. Here's the reason why I was shocked. I wasn't shocked that Jameer Gibbs went second. I was shocked that Jameer Gibbs went second to Rob. And the reason I say that is because him and I have been, have been chatting quite a bit leading up to the draft. And his conversation with me was all about, I'm not prepared. I've been doing a million other things. And the timing with Rob in terms of um, you know, Juliana arriving into his life, um, the pregnancy and, and the whole renovations uh, situation in Rob's life, he hadn't done any fantasy research. And as far as I knew, he came into that day with very little, if at all, fantasy research done. So the fact that he looked at Gibbs and said, that's my guy, I was even surprised he knew Jameer Gibbs' name at that point. He was probably sh- throwing me a little bit of, sh- of smoke there in terms of how much research he might have actually done. So if that makes any sense, I'm not surprised he went second, but I am surprised he went second to Rob. Your thoughts? Uh, I like nothing against Gibbs in any way. Rob passing on a very good tight end is like, what? <laughs> like what? Every single yeah. time I tried to map out like what the first five picks were going to be ahead of me. I like just slotted in one and two without even blinking. Now, obviously yep. I never thought a Jameer Gibbs would fall down to me. So it really didn't matter. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, that one shocked me. Um, the next one that was really surprising and not, maybe not surprising, but like rich, your tight end solution is right there and you pass on him. Yeah. I get it. It's Chris Olave. He's going to be great. I'm a, that's my guy. I fucking love Olave. Uh, excellent stuff there. But uh, the big stunner for me in round one was Damian Pierce at five. That one to yes. me was like, whoa, we are excited about Damian Pierce. Okay. Okay. I like Damian yeah. Pierce as a player. Um, I thought he was quite good last year. For him to go fifth overall seems a little reachy to me, especially given that offense. Like, I was looking, like, I was so bored at work yesterday, so I was, like, looking through every line and everything gambling-wise week one. What do you think the implied point total is for the Houston Texans this Sunday? Mm, I think the over-under was sitting at 39 or 38 and a half, which means that the Texans have to be, like, 10 to 13 points scored. Yeah, there were 16 implied points for them. 16. So what are you betting on here? He's not a great pass catcher. You're probably not getting a ton of touchdowns. Like, you're hoping that he just... They get one a game, but, like, that's a tall order, like, big time. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong because I do like the player. Uh, Like, I'm not... I don't think it was that crazy, but fifth overall ahead of... Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, even a Kenneth Walker. If you're going to take a risk, I would take Kenneth Walker. Like, Miles Sanders. Like, I'm just going through the list here. I don't know. It just does. Like, what's really the big difference between Damian Pierce and Alexander Madison? You know? Yeah, I think I think watching Damian Pierce a lot last year, I like the player. I'm going to remove the offense for a moment, and I'm just going to say he runs with a purpose. Yeah in a way that you don't really see from other guys. Like he wants to destroy you when he runs. The offensive line got a little better. They got a, a cool young new quarterback. I understand what you're saying. Cause if I was in that spot, Mixon, Aaron Jones are the two guys that go in front. And that's how actually how I mapped it out. 
So I actually had Franco with the potential of taking Patrick Mahomes at at, at his spot at same, five. Same. I had Rob taking. I had I had Rob taking Mark Andrews. Not surprised that Gibbs went in that top whatever it was. So that's fine. But that in terms of when I mapped it out, trying to get to eight because I was picking at eight, mm-hmm. I had Mixon and Aaron Jones going ahead of me. But I didn't realize that they would be going six and seven. Yeah. And I'm looking at it when Rich is back on the clock at seven, being like, he's going to take. I can't believe this, but he's going to take Mark Andrews here. He's going to solve his tight end problem, as you suggested. Rich having two picks in the top seven. And I I wanted Damian Pierce or Kenneth Walker there at eight. But the thought of Aaron Jones at eight there was just, I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. But to go back to Pierce for a second, I liked Pierce at eight because it wasn't Joe Mixon or Aaron Jones. Yes. I liked taking a shot at him at eight. Having the opportunity at five, I don't know if I would have taken him there. Because yeah. I think there's limitations to that offense. But again, I like the player and I, I understand Franco's infatuation with him because I was infatuated with the same things last year. So I do understand that. Yeah. Don't hate players, hate ADPs. And that was just a tricky one for me. I was like, man, yep. it's just a little just a little early. That being said, I do have a future on him to lead the league in rushing because <laughs> the value was too good. <laughs> Uh, You're, okay, that's you have a problem though. That's that's a different story. I do. I have you, so many. Just... I have so many futures. Oh my god, I yeah. have so many. It's a it's alarming. It's alarming. So, let me ask you a question. Yeah, and we can go to more draft reaction from you in a second because I know you have a couple other notes if you want to get to them. But I'm curious if the first round is going to be this year as awful as you and I have seen it in the past yeah. because. I went through last year's draft. You and I do this all the time just for fun. And last year's draft, <laughs> the first round was bad. So if we go through last year's draft results, it's C.D. Lamb goes first overall to me, Brees Hall, Leonard Fournette, Mark Andrews, Fuck, you Debo Samuel, it. Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans. So I'm going to pause there, okay? C.D. Lamb, I would say that's a success story right there. Yeah. Um, Brees Hall. Your thoughts on Brees in the first round last year? I think it's pretty good. It's great. He's going to have a really good career. He yeah. just had a tough year last yeah, year, right? Towards so that's two. What can you do? That's two hits right there. Leonard Fournette, huge miss. Who would have known? Mark Andrews at four. Smash. Kind of a kind of a tale of two seasons for Mark Andrews, yeah. but I think very happy with what happened there. So you don't start like six picks. and one without Mark Andrews last year. That is absolutely correct. At five, Debo Samuel last year. He's pretty serviceable serviceable player yeah at five overall not his biggest fan better than better than the next two guys in michael pittman and terry McLaurin. which were see i have t higgins at seven doors on my little boardsy board here. last year yeah pretty sure it was t higgins because he was on crg's team and i think he got traded to dan if i remember correctly but i could be wrong maybe i'm wrong i know the draft results always get i have mclaurin going 202 to franco yeah franco had mclaurin last year Okay, I'm on the wrong thing here. That's so okay, man. Why don't That's you okay. tell me? Why don't you tell me? Since you have the spreadsheet in front of you, why don't you tell me how many hits we had in the last last year's first round and how many misses? So this is a tricky one. So Pittman for sure is a miss. T. Higgins, I would say, is probably. I don't even remember what T. Higgins did last year, but I mean, he's still a keeper, so I think he was probably pretty good. Keenan yeah. Allen was really good when healthy, but. He was unhealthy for missed the first half of the year. So let's call that a bust. I had Mike Williams 109. He was injured all year. Let's call that a bust. Mike Evans was a bust until the championship game. Wish that what happened, Mike? <laughs> um, really rough. Really, really, really rough. Like you easily cleaned up here. You had two picks and had 
the two biggest hits of that first round. Will yeah. this year be different is the question, right? Exactly. It's hard to say. I'm going to so say it's going to be better. I do think there are a couple dicey ones and maybe not guys that are busts, but maybe don't fully return value like we think they can. Primarily, I'm going to circle Jameer Gibbs on this list. I think Gibbs is a fucking electric factory type player. I'm really worried about his size and I'm a little worried about his role. Like, I don't know. What if he's just DeAndre Swift? And like, I just don't trust this coaching staff to actually maximize the players that they have. So I'm a little bit concerned about him. I think Olave is going to have an unbelievable year. DK Metcalf, I'm very worried about. Uh, The aforementioned Damian Pierce, just for where he went, you got to be a little more concerned there. Uh, Joe Mixon, we mentioned it. He's not a perfect player. He could just be like some plodding 60 yards a game type guy. Aaron Jones, I'm certainly worried about. His role uh, leaned more towards A.J. Dillon towards the second half of last year. And who the fuck knows if Jordan Love's good. Kenneth Walker, we're going to have more on Kenneth Walker later, could be the tight end one, or sorry, the RB1 or the fucking RB30 this year. Neither would surprise me. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is as safe as it gets. And I think Mark Andrews is going to be fucking elite. And I cannot believe those two guys went 109, 110, this is why we let Dan and Ryan win every year, guys. Wake the fuck up. What are we doing? What are we doing? I, uh, I wanted to... Yeah, you know what? We'll get into the individual draft stuff later. I've got... If you've got more on Kenneth Walker, then I'll hold off on that. I'm mm. not going to bother talking about that right now because I want to get into other stuff. Do you have any other draft stuff before we go to like best draft, worst draft? Because I know we both made a couple notes on that. Is there anything else draft-wise that you want to kind of go through on like an overall... Overlook. Yes. Um, I just think there's a, but like most years we did like every team's wild cards. Um, I just wrote down just some guys that are like, especially for where they were taken, like could swing this league this year. I'm going to mention Gibbs here yet again. If Gibbs is fucking as electric as we think he can be, look the fuck out. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift went fucking so late. 507. I was debating him at 506. He goes 507. What if we could look up and go, wow, did we overthink this? He's on an unbelievable offense, and he's the most talented player in that backfield. Why why did we let him go 507? I don't understand. My guy, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I bought the dip. He's fucking back. He should have been a third-round pick. Got him in the fourth. Let's see what happens with him. If he's the next fucking Garrett Wilson, we're laughing, right? Hollywood Brown, is Kyler going to play this year? If he does... Ryan grabs him at the end of the fifth round. There's some value. Ball's got to go somewhere. Uh, James Cook's another one. James Cook goes really, really early. I like James Cook. Who's getting the, who's getting the red zone looks? Damian Harris is there. He was drafted. Uh, yep. That's pretty early, but Rich is making a big bet there. Let's see how that one pays off. And pretty much every other running back in rounds three <laughs> through six because... Yeah, It was interesting this year. If there was a year to go zero RB, it was this year. Madison, Rashad White, Cam Akers, James Conner, Khalil Herbert, Antonio Gibson slash Brian Robinson, all running backs on no better than, what, the 20th best offense in the league? Like, they're all on kind of shitty offenses, but a lot of them are just going to get work. Like, Akers is a guy that it's like, yeah, like, who the fuck else is getting the ball? I'm really curious to see who emerges out of this group as an actual stud. 
or if like there might only be one honestly and the rest might just be dog shit and we're going why were we excited about these players like they these teams don't score points i don't understand so i'm really curious to see what that group who emerges from that group because whoever gets a steal there could find a diamond in the rough keeper type player i read an article earlier the offseason the rounds it was either rounds three or four to seven when it comes to rb selected the hit rate there is just so terrible when it comes to like a yeah yeah and obviously our rounds three to seven is a little different than everybody else's so you can imagine what that those numbers actually look like miles sanders is another one yeah this is a guy taken in this uh, was it robin the second round yeah 208 yep yep 100 sure yep and for some reason, I just didn't want anything to do with Miles Sanders this year. I feel the same I just same didn't way. want anything. And, and I just couldn't figure it out. I did all of my research. I looked into it, looked at Carolina, and I just could not talk myself into Miles Sanders. And I think being a product of the Philly system maybe had something to do with it. But why not? Why not take a guy who owns his own backfield? I don't know. Anyway. I'll, I'll say this. Here's why I didn't like him. He's coming yeah. off. I don't like getting guys off like a career year that like they've never done before. Yep. And he was also hurt in training camp. And, like, is Carolina good? Like, what? Where's the ball going to go? Like, it's, I guess it's yeah. got to go to Miles Sanders. But, like, look, I drafted Chuba in the 11th round as a dart throw just to say, I don't think Miles Sanders is going to get be healthy. And he's already kind of hurt. Let's see what happens. Last time he had a training camp injury, I know this very well. I had him. He got hurt, like, week one or two. And, like, it was just a disaster of a season. So... Let's see, man. I don't know. For me, it's a health thing. He got a lot of work last year. He also kind of lost his job in the playoffs to Kenneth yeah. Walker or Kenneth Gainwell, who big reason why I took him late too. So I was like, holy fuck. Like, are we sure Miles Sanders is good? Like, let's find out. Best worst draft. Mm. Where do you want to start? Uh, you start. You start. I just talked a lot. Give me a draft. Uh, give me a draft you really liked. Let's see if we're aligned here. I think... I think I really like Rich's draft. Oh, really? And the night of, I hated Rich's draft. Mm. But I like Rich's draft now. And the reason why is because I like the balance he got between reliable studs and taking shots on guys that might be better than we think they will be. I don't like necessarily where he drafted James Cook. I think he reached on a guy like James Cook. But I do think that the ceiling is sky high. And when you have the opportunities to take shots with multiple picks, you go do it. And if that pick hits, combined with guys like Lamar and Kittle and Aaron Jones and Chris Olave, I, I just I like some of these players. Taking Charbonnet as late as he did, mm-hmm. like that opportunity like that could be just wonderful. Yeah. And when you think about and this is draft aside, but when you think about Jonathan Taylor coming back midway through the season, like I, I look at Rich's team as a team that Rich might, might struggle out of the gate. Maybe he goes to a two and four start, but he's got Lamar, so I can't see how that's possible. But if it's like week six or seven and Taylor comes back and Dobbins has found his groove and A.J. Brown is there, I'm talking about his keepers, yeah. mixed with some of these guys that I think come on later rather than sooner, a Charbonnet, a James Cook, maybe even a Michael Pittman if, if their quarterback remembers how to throw or knows how to throw. I think Rich could be a huge second half team if he doesn't get out of the gate strong. And I actually think that this draft on draft night, I wasn't so keen on, but I might look ahead in week seven and be like, wow, I think Rich might have had one of the best drafts on the board. That's interesting. So I had Rich as a draft I didn't like. 
And Amazing. I was the same as you. I thought it was way worse while we were drafting. And then I looked at his team after and I was kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't as bad as I think. Here's my thing. And it's just a lot of unknowns for me. And I've made this mistake a lot. We're betting on a Chris Olave jump. What if that, what if he's just last year's Chris Olave? Well, it's still pretty good. Okay, sure. fine. Aaron Jones, we don't know what the fuck we're getting. James Cook, we don't know what we're getting. Michael Pittman, we don't know what we're getting. Kittle, his tight end solution, the guy's already hurt. We know what we're getting out of Kittle. It's not pretty. Mike Williams is a great player when he's on the field. We know he's getting hurt. James Conner, and he's excited about Rasheed Rice. I don't get, I don't see it. He's not even going to see the field very much. So you're just kind of hanging on to him for as long as possible. Okay, fine. The bigger issue for me there, look up and down his lineup. Like, I love Lamar. Lamar, AJ, Olave, these guys will be good. But yep. Mike Williams, injury prone. Aaron Jones, injury prone. James Conner, injury prone. George Kittle. That's fair. Basically yep. a Band-Aid. J.K. Dobbins played, what, eight career games? Like, And then you look at the bench, and it's a lot of dart throws. And I like Charbonnet. I like taking a shot. Fine. You want to take a shot on a Chiefs receiver? No problem. I'm fine taking a shot at James Cook. Who cares about ADP? I'm a goof. Evan Ingram, was it just a one-off? I don't know. There's more competition there. Like, I just think there's work to be done here. I think the foundation is strong. Rich is usually a pretty good waiver wire guy, so he's going to prove me wrong here. I know he will. Sure. Um, well, no. But I, I just think Rich likes to draft balance. I think there's a lot of, like, upside guys here. But... We all know that that's not always going to be the way shit pans out. It's funny. It's funny that I'm always such a, I'm going for the risk reward piece. Mm. And I think that reflects strongly in my looking at Rich's draft and liking it. Cause I think you're right. I think there is a lot of injury risk that I really like. Another guy I really liked considering the picks that he didn't have was Dan. Oh yeah. Um, Love Dan's draft. Be- Bijan doesn't like let's just remove Bijan from the equation because I don't think it's I don't think it's fair with the first overall to be like oh I think he had a good draft yeah no shit he got the most talented guy in the draft so we think I just but I'm gonna pause you for a sec did you think it was insane in redraft that Bijan Robinson's going like RB3 like, we haven't even seen him on an NFL that's field. That's before. what I'm yes, saying. I thought like, that was insane. I love Bijan. I fucking love the guy. RB three. Like, give me a break. Yeah. I know that's not relevant to our league, and it's nothing, nothing to do with Dan in any way. I just had to say that. Continue. Sorry. And, and ten sec, ten seconds here. It's the fucking Falcons. <laughs> like, it's the Falcons. It's Arthur Smith, and it's it, Tyler Algier had a thousand yards last year. I'm not saying that Bijan isn't going to be great. But we saw what happened with Kyle Pitts over the last couple of years. How can I trust? You mentioned coaching staff. I don't trust the Lions coaching staff, you said. I don't trust the Falcons coaching staff to use their shiny new weapon. I like the fact that I took Drake London, but that's a story for another conversation. If they're going to run the ball 30 times a game, it might be with three different guys. Yeah. So anyway, Correct. yeah, I know what you're saying with redraft. I get it. So going back to Dan for a second, getting Patrick Mahomes at the end of the first round, awesome. His next picks. Hawkinson, Watson, Richard White, Richard, Richard, Richard White, <laughs> Quinton Johnson, Jarek McKinnon, Rashad Bateman, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Algier. I'm just going through all the names of the guys he drafted in the in a variety of different rounds here, and I think that he got amazing value at each and every position with high upside and somewhat steady floors. And a guy like Rashad Bateman, for example. OBJ's already hurt. Nick put it in the chat earlier today. Like, there's another guy that if he can stay healthy. My goodness, that could be incredible. He's got a couple of RB1s on his team. I would say Jarek McKinnon could be a 
solid, solid running back. We saw it last year, but he could be solid for KC. I don't know. I, I like this. I like this a lot, especially if the guys like if the Watson, if the Christian Watson, Rashad White, and um, somebody even later like Roshan Johnson, if any of them can hit in any sort of impactful way, I'm scared of Dan's team. Yeah. Com- combining Bijan and Mahomes with the keepers that he put together, we know this. You need four or five good players, and that's it. That's it. That's it. I, so I, I, I like second Dan's that. Draft. I really like Dan's draft. I usually like Dan's drafts. Uh, I think he understands value and understands just when to take certain positions and when to just like actually build your team properly. He went early tight end for like the first time in a while. I didn't actually look it up, but I, when he took Hawkinson, I was like, whoa, I feel like he's usually like a mid-round tight end guy. Takes him 207, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Lock yourself in to some guaranteed production in your first three picks in Bijan Robinson, Patrick Mahomes, TJ Hawkinson, and then now throw your darts in Christian Watson, Rashad White, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one guy I think that's going to disappoint on, on Dan's team, Quinton Johnston is not good. And I don't understand why he went where he went in the NFL draft. I didn't do a ton. My normal like pre-NFL draft viewing, I did pretty much half of the, like, the top eight or so wide receivers. I did pretty much every running back. I watched Quinton Johnston thinking, oh my God, this guy's body and his production, I'm excited. And I turned it on and I'm like, what the, this guy is weird as shit. He makes boneheaded drops. Not to say he can't develop, but like when the Chargers took him over Zay Flowers, I was like, you're kidding, right? Yikes. So I don't know. I think that's a guy that's going to disappoint, but what the fuck do I know? He's probably going to be great because I hate him. The only thing I'll say, and I, I can't, Agree or disagree with you on the talent piece of that because I don't know a lot about the kid. But what I will say is he's got two receivers that he's competing with that could both miss multiple games this year. So he's behind Josh Palmer, bro. Like, where is he getting mm. the snaps? He's also just a weirdo. Like, he's not a. He's not like a. I I don't know. Like, I watched him and I'm like, I don't know what position this guy's going to play. His body type tells you he's going to replace Mike Williams, but the way he plays tells you he's going to replace Keenan Allen. But he's not as sure-handed as Keenan Allen. And he's not a good at getting open as Keenan Allen. And he's not a good at contested catches as Mike Williams. I don't know where hey. he's going to play on a football field. If I was a coach, I'd be like, I don't know what you are. A slot? As an X? A Z? I have no fucking idea. It's really strange. Well, I, I urge you if. to watch a couple of his college uh, games. Like, just fire it up. Like, Quentin Johnson versus whoever. You'll see the type of routes he runs. He runs, like, running back routes. Like, it's really strange. I've never seen anything like it. If Keenan Allen and Mike Williams collectively miss multiple games this year, we're going to get a great opportunity to find out what he is. Yes. Considering where Dan got him after drafting a bunch of other guys ahead of him, I'm okay with it. He's my new Devonta Smith. Um, I hate him. <laughs> I can't wait to look back at this in week 13. <laughs> so he's going to be like the fucking wide receiver five. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Is there anyone else that you wanted to shout out or talk down when it comes to good and bad drafts? Yes, uh, a draft I really, really liked. No surprise here. It's Ryan. Um, we should mention we were 30 minutes in. Travis Kelsey not playing tonight. Yikes. Um, yeah. Big deal. We should also you mention. You know who's playing Travis Kelsey? What's that? You know who's playing Travis Kelsey you? tonight? Yeah. Yes. You know yeah. who, you know so who I'm playing this week? Dalton. Go ahead. Ryan. Cooper Cup. Dead. Oh, see ya. So that's tough for see Ryan. Ya. We've got, um, 
Oh, it's week one. Franco's already got three guys projecting zero on his bench and Justin Ross <laughs> with a one-point prediction. Listen, if there's ever a time um, to start Justin Ross, it's tonight. Let's see if he starts him. Um, it's a good thing Franco drafted a backup tight end in Dalton Kincaid because he's already in the lineup ready to go for Monday night against me. So. Wow, rookie game one. I like Kincaid. It's fun. Um, okay, Ryan's draft. Really liked, Ryan. really yeah. liked Ryan's draft. Um, no surprise. He's usually a pretty good drafter. I love him yep. getting elites at the onesie positions, especially where he drafts at the 110, 201, right at that turn there. Goes out and gets Andrews. Like, unbelievable value. Essentially the end of yep. the fourth round. That's not where Mark Andrews should be going. He was probably laughing his head off internally, the fact that Mark Andrews made it to him at the 110. I still can't believe that that happened. Um, insane. And if Mixon was gone, Mark Andrews was my pick there. So think about yep. that in terms of value. And then circles back, it's Josh Allen. Yeah, get possibly the QB1. Why the fuck not? Lock yourself yep. into guys that are going to be good. You had both those guys last year. A big reason why you started off so great. Those guys gave you such a high floor, and when they smashed together, you were hitting 140. Um, outside of that, he waits on wide receiver two and grabs Khalil Herbert, which was awesome value. 601, his ADP never made sense. All summer long, it's just too late. I am a huge fan of Roshan Johnson, but let's fucking pump the brakes here. Like, let's let this play out. Khalil Herbert yep. could still get 60, 65% of that backfield opportunity, and that's good enough because he's a fucking good player. So I think that was a good call. And then I love this, man, and it, one of them's already paying, like, coming to fruition. Terry McLaurin at the 310 and Hollywood at the uh, 510, Okay. McLaurin, everyone was afraid of the turf toe. He grabs him in the third round. Yep. He practiced in full today. He might be back this week. It sounds like he will be back this week. Now, I don't like turf toe injuries. They scare the shit out of me because we just don't know and they linger and all that shit. This happened like two weeks ago for him. Maybe he's over it, right? And no game action. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it's only camp. It's not like it's that like rigorous on your body. So, like, I love getting that. that. We can look back and just be like, whoa, like, what a steal that was. And same with Hollywood. If Kyler's back in, like, week six, Hollywood's going to be, like, I saw this firsthand when he was the only guy there. He had, like, a 17-target game last year. Like, yep. that's going to happen again. He might not be, like, you know, a superstar stud every single game, but, like, man, he's going to get targets. So I just really like, like, Ryan just drafting smart, taking his shots late on the Elijah Moores, he gets his Cowboys receiver in there. Another shot on Jalen Warren. Your Marvin Mimses. Your guys that you can churn if you're shit. But like his first handful of picks here, his first like five picks, just as good as it gets. Honestly, I just really liked his draft. And of course, I play him week one, so that's exciting. Um, I think he got two of the most sought after. Not two. Not the most, but two of the most sought after um, handcuff RBs in Samaje Ryan for Denver and Jalen Warren for Pittsburgh. And I think it's funny that their starters, Javante Williams, respectively, and Najee Harris are both Christian generic keepers. Um, <laughs> guys, guys coming off an either an injury or having a shit year last year um, and backups that could eventually be elevated into a, a, a higher position, let's just say. Um, all right. I think we got to move on from the, if that's okay, we can move on from the best and worst draft stuff. I think we covered that pretty well. I definitely had the best draft, by the way. Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah, I liked my draft too, but apparently we both got a D, <laughs> what is D plus, D minus from Yahoo, projected Fuck to Yahoo, be the, man. two of the worst teams this year. 
Get out that of was here. a savage ranking. Get out. I, I think I'm projected to get two wins. I'm looking it up right now. This I is have never in my life given a two shit wins. or cared about the Yahoo's projections. They make no sense. You want to know how to have a good record and a good grade from Yahoo? Draft six quarterbacks on your bench. You'll they'll say you go fourteen and zero because that's how they calculate it. Even though you only start one, stupid. I agree, and I will just say that the reason I'm projected to finish with two wins is because I'm projected to have the most points scored against me this year, which you know how that story goes. Cool. I'll just leave that there. (laughs) What about last year, Tones? Let's look back at last year for one second. I want to ask you something. Do you have any regrets? Because your team is in a really interesting position right now. Um, You know, Obviously, the situation with Dalvin, you got Calvin Ridley, Jalen Hurts being a keeper. It, it, it was just a, an interesting and strange keeper crop for you. So if you look ahead, or sorry, look behind to last season, whether it was draft night or uh, throughout the season, mistakes that were made, you got any? How are you feeling like going into this season based on what happened last year? Uh, I was fine with it. I was happy to have some options as a, at a keeper because uh, Dalvin Cook was the, uh, like that shit going down with Cook. Who could have predicted that? I didn't. Um that's probably my biggest one is not trading Cook. How could I know? Uh, but like I probably should have dealt like a, him and a Mike Williams and just like rolled with the waiver wire. Now, it's easy to say in hindsight, in the moment, I was making a push for the playoffs. I succeeded in that and getting in. Obviously, first round exit. So whatever, what was the fucking point? But hey, give yourself a chance, right? That was the goal. Make the playoffs. And I did. So uh, yep. do I regret it? No, I was happy with the draft capital. Um, I was fine going into the draft and, and not only not having a second. So it was all good. I, I don't know if everybody heard it in the draft, but um, this is the biggest regret. As I went back and looked, I messaged Dan to tell him there's more JID music coming in our lives, which is excellent news for everybody. Um, I saw on what, the, what's, what, what month is 10? Let me do the math here. November? November 10th. Nope. No. Nope. That's October. O- October, t- October 19th. Okay. <laughs> He goes, hey, man, Stevenson, Tyreek Hill for your Swift Bateman first round pick. And I go, oh, mama, that's interesting. Let me think about it. Jumping on a plane in a bit. So I'll get back to you. Then I get back to him 13 days or four days later. I go, Danny boy, forgot to get back to you about this. I'm intrigued, but I really don't want to include a first. What am I thinking, Doris? Am I an idiot? Like, honest to God, am I an idiot? That's two keepers. For a bunch of losers. What the fuck? Terrible. Did you make the Clyde trade last year? Or was that the year before? The that Clyde was definitely me second? last year, baby. Rough. That's why you didn't make that move. Right. right. I feel like you already had lost your second. And Rich hustled another chief onto somebody the way that he did with me. My biggest regret last year was the Juju trade. I mm. hated the Juju trade from the jump. I made it in. I made the deal in in, in the, the spur of the moment at twelve fifty five p.m. I was driving and I had Rich texting me and I knew that I told him I'd get back to him. And because I'm a man of honesty, integrity, and um, an idiot, I I did the trade and I sent it through while on the road and driving right before he ended up getting hurt in that very game um, and provided no value to me. So I lost my third round pick. And, you know, whatever. It's a third. But that's the option to take a really good player. And so, whatever. That's my biggest regret. Otherwise, i got to be honest. I felt good about my year last year. It was a retool season yeah, going into last season. year. Made up my keepers. Got CD. Finished third. 
Positive draft capital minus that third round pick. I feel good about it. Productive. It's not a victory in the league, but you know, whatever. At least I, I did something. It's more than you did. So, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Well, that's whoa. last year. Whoa. What do you got for me, Tones? What's next? Let's let's just keep it fresh. Let's. What else let's, we got? Uh, we got all sorts of time. What do we got here? I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? What's on the list here? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a, a deep yeah. question about players stuff? Yeah, of course. I don't know. Should we do this now? Yeah, let's do a player stuff. Why not? Let's get into the You're league shit really later. really thinking hard about this. Player stuff. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Go We're going it. deep. Everybody put your thinking caps on. Listeners at home. Do I? Of you. Do I know what's happening? Oh, it's coming. Okay. All right, oh, Doris. Okay. You have a time machine, okay? Oh, I like this already. You hop in the DeLorean. You zip on ahead. You get a chance to see the final stats for this season for one player. Who's that player? Hold on. Before I go any further, can we hop into the mind of a time machine? <laughs> oh, got to pick a player. <laughs> Sorry. Who the I fuck is to, this I guy? He's a handcuff. Yeah, he's running back, though. This is really... So the exercise is pick a player. I want to see his stats end of the year. Um, you want me to buy you some wow. time? I can give you mine. Um, no, how about, how about I just throw out a player? Cause the thing go, is, I'm, I'm thinking of like seven players off the top of my head. So mm-hmm. I just want to kind of narrow it down based on location in the draft and what he could be. I'm going to give one that's going to be near and dear to your heart. Okay. It's going to be JSN on Seattle, oh. Jackson Smith in, in Jiba. Okay. The reason why I think he's so intriguing is because so many people thought he was the best receiver in the draft, um, bar none. But his landing spot was so concerning. 31-year-old Tyler Lockett, a beast in DK Metcalf. Geno Smith puts it together last year, has a really good year overall. They've got a two-headed monster, so we think, at running back. This team can only score so many points, right? But we could look at this as being such a whiff of forgetting about let talent be talented. Um, And this could be a really, really terrible wake-up call to the rest of us who passed on him in the same way that everybody passed on Justin Jefferson in what was at the time a very good Minnesota offense, JJ is the consensus number one overall pick in redraft this year. So I think JSN is going to be really interesting because we know how talented he is. Will the situation get in his way or will he elevate and become the best guy in that receiver room? Well, I don't know why. So I, 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 when I do my little rookie bullshit I type out like what this guy is, right? Oh, he's fucking fast, good in the slot, blah, 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 blah. I do a little exercise. I throw in a special tag. Is the, this player special? I seldomly use it. I try to be very selective. JSN yeah. got the special tag. Last one I gave out at wide receiver was Jamar Chase. JSN, to the point of the Seattle thing, and this is what convinced me, okay? Not only is he fucking amazing, but he's the new age wide receiver, Gets open at will, plays the slot, great yards after catch, everything you want. He outproduced Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave in college, and he was a year younger and two years younger than those guys. He was a freshman, and he was getting 300-plus receiving yards in games over those two guys with Justin Fields there. The way those... There was an interview that I saw like a year and a half ago and it was Olave, I think it was right after the draft, and Garrett Wilson had just been drafted. And the way Olave and Wilson talked about JSN, they both said he's better than us. 
he's the guy. Like, he's the dude. Like, he's built different, that type of shit. I love, like, the guy hurts. He has wrist surgery, like, eight days ago, and the guy's back. He's got that dog in him, man. Fucking love JSN. I also am very curious to see how he, he performs this year. I hope he's the next guy, there, obviously. There was a bit of a receiver run right before that. So after you took Chris Godwin in the third round, here are the receivers that went after before you drafted JSN in the fourth, just 10 picks later. Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Jahan Dotson by me, and right before you, Nick Dotto selects Mike Evans. Oof. Surprised. Surprised that Nicky didn't go JSN there, but... I can't wait to see what he becomes. That's the exercise. That's who I pick. I'll fun. throw it to you. I've got more. We can get there, but let's let's throw it over to you. Who you do you took think? my guy. I'm taking your guy. I thought of this before the draft and like all off season. I was like, I just need to know. Like, I just want to know how this is going to play out. It's Kenneth Walker. I yeah. just am so intrigued by the talent. And I know he's so fucking good. I don't even care about Zach Charbonnet. I honest to God, I don't. I just don't. I think he's better than Charbonnet in almost every single way. I just need to know, is Kenneth Walker going to improve in the red zone? And is he going to catch more passes? My comp to him was Nick Chubb. He's the same type of player. He doesn't need to catch passes. He's just such an efficient, one-cut-and-gone kind of runner that, like, he's, he's my type of guy. And if I was drafting like I normally drafted, he's my pick at 106 efficient guy that doesn't need 20 carries a game to be good. Walker gets hurt again. Now that's two injuries and a little over a year in the league. That's not good. But yes, how this pie divides, um, how much they're actually going to run the ball in Seattle. And can Kenneth Walker build on what he did in the second half of last year? I honestly don't even care how the pie divides between him and Zach Charbonnet. Honestly, don't. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. Every backfield is a committee. Kenneth Walker's going to get his. Um, Charbonnet's probably just going to be a 30% of the, the, of the touches kind of guy, barring injury. But Kenneth Walker is so intriguing because, and I said it earlier, he could be the RB2 in the year, and we all go, oh, man, did we overthink that one? Or he's just like kind of just another guy, and he'll be back in the draft next year, and he'll go in the second and third. Right? He's just Miles Sanders, basically, right? So that's a guy I'm yep. really intrigued by. I'm going to take two guys and spend no more than 30 seconds on them because they're in really strange positions. And it's Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara. Um, we're not talking about guys. One of those guys was a keeper. So Jonathan Taylor, one of those guys is suspended for a few games. Mm. I think those guys can be, I think Kamara might be a stretch to say this at this point in his career. I'll, I'll defer to you, but I think those guys can be league winners. And so many people consider them to be an afterthought in so many different ways because Taylor's situation in Indy is not good. He is missing four games of the year. Kamara on the other, on the other side of things, missing a few games because of suspension. The offense seemed to be evolving. Uh, they brought in Jamal Williams. They drafted a kid that they really like in, what is his name, Con- Kendra Miller? Kendra Miller, baby. So I think that the range of outcomes for these two guys could have league-winning potential for their respective teams. If Alvin Kamara on Franco's team ends up being Alvin Kamara of old, We should all be extremely afraid of Franco's team this year. And if Jonathan Taylor is exceptional or shit or doesn't play this year for Rich, that's a difference between Rich being a consolation loser bracket Mm. team this year 
and, and potentially going for first overall again, or being a championship competitor based on the talent alone. So I think those two running back situations are really interesting considering these guys are high profile names and not the guys that we were talking about before. Those typical third to seven round guys like the K-Makers and Rashad Whites. These are guys that could be legitimate league winners with high value attached to their names. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, Doris. Uh, Storylines. What are you looking for this year? So I want to say in terms of, you know, maybe predictions for the season. I want to say something like, you know, hey, maybe Franco wins this league. Yeah. Or, or hey, maybe Nick doesn't make the playoffs. Oh. But I don't think either of those things are going to happen. Oh. I, I don't think Franco makes enough moves, and I don't think Nick will stop making moves um, and mortgaging his future for as long as he has good keepers. So I don't want to be the guy who just says the same thing is going to happen all the time. I think we should make a bold prediction. Okay. Because that's what the people came here for. You ready for this My one? My bold oh, prediction. Go, go, go. Yeah. Go, oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got, I got, a, I got, I got one you'll like. So I'm going to start not so bold before I get bold, bold. My bold but not so bold prediction is Genera makes the semis this year. Oh! Is that bold? That's is that so bold enough? Bold. That's the boldest. Okay. <laughs> Considering he has a 40% chance of getting there. Is that the math? I'm pretty sure that's the math. Whatever. Sure. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't know how that works. I'm in sales. It doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> I have no idea if that's bold or not. I, I like that. I like that you like it. Here's the thing: I, I kind of low key liked some of his draft. Yeah, I thought choices. he did a good job. I don't. I don't think it was an exceptional draft, but I think there's a lot of safe floors in there. Like low key, I actually kind of liked his draft. Like it wasn't one of the best that I've seen, but it also wasn't one of the worst. I think he drafted a lot of safe floors, and honestly, I think that by midseason, his keeper running backs in Javante and Najee Harris and Brees Hall. I think those guys are all going to be hitting their stride at the right time. And if generic can just stay afloat until like week six or seven, I mentioned this about rich in, the, in a similar way. I think any of them could be top 10 options in the second half of the year. I, I like his receivers. I think, you know, he could be a third or fourth place team and have a real shot at a run if he stays engaged for long enough to be able to put it together. So yeah, why not? You just got to win one playoff game to make the semis, right? So yep. I don't know. Bold prediction. Genero wins a playoff game this year. Love that. Love it. I'm going the opposite or, way. I'm going or, way negative. You ready? Okay. I was just going to say, or he sells by week five and blows up his team. But whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Go CRG ahead. got, I, I don't want to call this lucky, but he got like really good news on two guys that we thought were going to be total zeros in Brees Hall and Javante Williams. Absolutely. Both were back and looking f- almost full speed at training camp. Let's see if that actually pans out that way. But that could have yeah. been a fucking disaster. But Agreed. so far, so good. Um, <laughs> this one is just funny, and I kind of hope it happens because it would be hilarious. Rich wins one game again. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine winning two games in two years of fantasy football? How fucking oh. sad that must be. It's not going to happen, but I just want it to happen. I think it would be really funny. <laughs> you know why he can't, though? It's not going to happen. The stars have aligned that way. It's because he's in a wedding year. Yeah, the wedding year. I just feel Summon like... a beach. I just feel like it's not fair. Although, I'm trying to think back. Rob got married in 2018. He had just won the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's you versus Mike versus Nick versus Rich this year. So, the curse is going to be sort of broken or sort of kept going. But then it's like Dan's left here and Christian, like... But Rich is getting married mid-season. 
Uh, that hasn't happened yet. That's true. That hasn't happened yet. That's going to be fun. Oh, no, you got married mid-season in the COVID year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Traded for AJ and Brown I just on the ass- way to the hunt, my mini-moon. I just assumed you were shit that year because... I was yeah, garbage. Whatever. Yeah, it was not good, as usual. Bold that's prediction. Go. Bold prediction. Ready? This is bold. It almost scares me to say it because, you know, whatever. <laughs> bold prediction is Ryan misses the playoffs. Oh, I got that too. That's not that bold. Okay. We're going to go bolder than He's that. won back-to-back. He's won back-to-back championships, and he has really good keepers. But Cup potential to be hurt all year long. Just going to throw it out there, right? In my fake world that I've made up in my bold prediction land. Eckler finally falls off. I know he's jacked, but maybe he gets that one injury that just doesn't. And I don't want this to happen. I don't want guys to get injured, right? Yeah. Devonta ends up being the wrong keeper choice. Mixon is a top five running back. And Devonta Smith just has too much competition for touchdowns in Philly, which by the way, is the reason why I wouldn't have kept Devonta Smith, but mm. anyway, it's fine. So the reason why I doubt it is because the keepers are good and the Andrews, Josh Allen floor alone is scary. That's five guys. That's the five guys we talked about being studs. But fuck it. It's a bold prediction. I, I, like I made it. my choice. I like it. Um, I'm going the flip side of what I just said. A team finishes this regular season with one loss. And I'm circling Franco and I'm circling Rob. I really like Rob's team. If Jameer Gibbs is as good as we think he is, he could be, Rob is a juggernaut, like a fucking yeah. juggernaut. And I think the Jets are going to disappoint this year. I think Aaron Rodgers is pretty washed. I also think he's a gigantic tool. That doesn't matter. Garrett Wilson is the only good receiving option there. And he's going to get fed every opportunity to be fucking amazing. And oh yeah, he's got Jamar Chase. And oh yeah, he's got the potential RB1 in Saquon Barkley that... Everyone seems to have forgotten about. And oh yeah, he's got Jameer Gibbs, who could be unbelievably electric and is at worst case a really fun player to cheer for in fantasy. Uh, I like Brandon Ayuk too, another great value spot. He's got Justin Fields, who put up a couple 40-point games last year. I love it for Rob. I think he's him and Franco, to me, are the team to beat at this moment in time. Uh, So I'm predicting a big, big year. One loss is tough. That's why it's bold. I have a bold prediction on Franco since you mentioned him. Oh, baby. This is the boldest prediction that I have ever made on this podcast. If we were recording this podcast, this would be the part where we clip it out and put it on TikTok for all of our 12 fans to see, including our fans in, I forget, I forget the country. It's Mali Mali. Bali. We always get this wrong. What's up, Mali? Shout out, Mali. here's, Here's my bold prediction. Franco trades his first round pick this year wow that's it that's it that's the boldness um Where are you and on also Franco's spends more than usage f- this year yeah he spends more than five dollars <laughs> i think that's another bold prediction as well um i think that f- i don't i look this podcast can be dangerous um for those who listen which is nobody but for those who do listen it can be dangerous because we don't want to sway guys in certain directions but on paper, on day one, looking at Franco's team, if Kelsey is healthy, this could be, like you said, a juggernaut. And what have we seen really smart teams do in Knicks and Dan's and Ryan's? You just keep adding pieces to that team. And the reason why Franco has not had the success maybe he could have in the past is because he's hesitant to make that big trade. Trading for Deontay Johnson and trading away a fourth-round pick or whatever it is is just not enough sometimes. And I'm really curious to see... Um, how Franco's team starts to then see if he ends up making moves to bolster his squad. Yeah, I like that. 
I like that a lot. I got one more general league one, and this one's just for another one just for Rich. Tight end actually deep this year. This is like the fifth straight year I've said this. I like where the tight end position's going, man. I think we're going to have some good tight ends coming into this league here. Famous last words. I know. I know. But, like, I don't know. I'm pretty intrigued. Like, you obviously have the Kelseys, the Andrews. Hawkinson's a good addition to, like, the almost elite group. I think Darren Waller, if he's healthy, has an amazing year. Uh, Dallas Goddard got sniped from me. I was unhappy about that. Thanks, Mike. Uh, George Kittle is fucking dog shit. Finally, George Pitt, Kyle Pitts can finally break out. Evan Engram was a thing last year. Tyler Higby's going to be a thing this year. My boy Pratt Fryermuth's going to be a thing this year when the Steelers are amazing. David Njoku's probably a thing. My guy Jawan Johnson is going to be good. Dalton yeah. Schultz is going to be Dalton Schultz and get seven receptions for 50 yards. He'll be startable. And there's fun rookies. Sam Laporta is really good. Dalton Kincaid is really good. This guy in Green Bay, Luke Musgrave, is getting rave reviews. And here's the thing. These guys are all starting in their offenses day one. We never used to see that in the NFL. That's Mm. a sign of things to come here. There's this Brock Bowers kid that's coming in from Georgia in next year's draft is already penciled in as a top five pick. Some were even saying first overall ahead of Marvin Jones Jr., ahead of the quarterbacks. Those people are stupid and they're crazy, but he could potentially go top five, and which is absolutely nuts. So let's go. Tight ends, baby. We're on the come up. We back up. I like that. I like that. I'm just concerned about the NFL's usage of these talented tight ends. I'm tired of seeing these really talented athletes, and Kyle Pitts is obviously the biggest example of this. But even with George Kittle... Even George Kittle in that offense, how many times does he overlook because there's so many other guys? And then he has those explosive games, and I understand. But, like, can we get some consistency out of this position? We have these freakish athletes. Use them. Please. Kyle Pitts, catch a touchdown this year. Just do something. <laughs> Not from Desmond Who fucking has Ritter, that's for sure. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, um, I think we end the pod tones with some storylines for the year in terms of things that we, we think are going to happen – um, things that we're looking for and things that we can revisit on the pods in the future um, when we do yeah. decide and have the time to come back on. And I'll start by saying the introduction of new player cards for podcast purposes oh. is probably the top fantasy and podcast storyline. Yes. Um, let's go. You got I'm teased so, it last I'm year. I'm so <laughs> glad you guys are all yeah. witnessing what I witnessed all year. It was glorious. And now you get why I was so excited about it. It's the best. It's the fucking best. But, oh, the player ads, they're back. I just looked. Did you see that? Yes. I meant to say that in the chat earlier. Yes. Dan, they are back. You used zero of your four player ads and zero of your two IR positions. We're back. Excelente. We're back, baby. This this 2022 Um, season countdown can go away, but whatever. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, Yeah. Excellent stuff from Yahoo. Really proud of them. Now fix your draft room because it's fucking garb. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Do you all have right, any storylines, Tone? Storyline. Ryan going for the triple crown. It's never been done. Yeah. Uh, he's got the keepers to potentially do it. I liked his draft. And then I predicted that he's uh, going to be shit. So make that make that make sense, everybody. We're professional <laughs> podcasters. Not really, sort of. Definitely not. Uh, I'm also tired, so suck my dick. Um <laughs> Yeah, let's see what Ryan does, right? We let's. I'm just curious, right? Like, let's see if it's even remotely possible to even make three straight title games, right? That in alone would be amazing yeah. and hard to do, and it would also make guys like like the talk about capitalizing on your keeper window with these studs, like 
if he makes three straight finals and potentially wins three straight titles, and you're Rob and you're Franco with keepers like that and Nick, and you don't fucking win on a regular basis, wake the fuck up, right? Like, Ryan is setting the bar real fucking high. I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Similarly, and we touched on this with Ryan earlier, and then we touched on this with my next storyline. Is it like, can Gennaro win a playoff round? <laughs> we are about to be a decade into this league. I think his record is 0-7 in the playoffs all time. Wow. 0-6. So he said in the chat today, this is his year. I know he was kidding. A couple people threw the crying face emoji on it, but I, I'm, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Can Gennaro win a playoff round this year? He's got to like make that. it in. I like that. Um, Nick Dotto, can he do it again? No picks. Here we go. Hated his draft. Capital H, hate. Easy to say when you got no picks. But Nick just makes it work. Is this the year McCaffrey's wheels finally fall off? Justin Jefferson's going to be a superstar as usual. Let's see, man. Let's see. Let's see if Nick can pull another rabbit out of the fucking hat. Who's the rando loser that he took late that's going to be fucking epic? Who's it going to be? Juju Smith-Schuster? Michael Thomas? Is he miraculously going to shorten Jamison Williams' suspension? I wouldn't put it past him. Look at these losers that he drafted at the end. This is a great team for 2017. Michael Thomas, (laughs) Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr. What the fuck? And somehow two of those guys are going to have a career year. It's just going to be amazing. I'm so excited to watch it. This does truly look like a terrible team outside of his keepers. It really does look bad. And he's going to put up 140 points in week one. Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Tyler Boyd. Tyler not even Boyd. Not even the fourth best offensive player on his team. He's going to be a star. I don't know why. I don't know how. Elijah Mitchell drafting. Elijah Mitchell. That's actually a really smart draft pick by him. Everyone uh, got their handcuffs. I smart. I hate Nick's team so much. It's and yet so it's going to be outstanding. <laughs> and the thing is, I couldn't even give him. This goes back to the you can't credit Dan for the first overall pick. You also can't credit or discredit Nikki for the bad draft when he had no picks, but he did have a fourth. Michael Thomas is the time machine guy for me. I got to go back and revise my time machine, guys. I can't wait to see what Michael Thomas ends up doing and how many games he actually plays. I wanted him so bad late. You and did, I, eh? I was about. I was about, I was on the cusp of taking him and Nikki wow. took him right before me. And it was annoying because it was his first pick. It's like, oh, fuck, man. You, you had to have a fourth round pick this year or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Where is he? I'm trying to find it. I can't find him. Michael. Michael Thomas. Where are you at? I don't know. I'm lost. I got such a weird setup today. Things are going crazy. What's happening over there? All right, let's rein it back in here. Here's another one. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Mike Dotto, is it rebuild time? Is it, you know, I've been calling it for two years. Uh, I mean, it's nice. You got the sun god. You fucking backed your way into that one. Excellent pick last year. Excellent stuff. Uh, outside of that, do the wheels come off Derrick Henry finally? I'm just going to stop betting against this guy. I'm just done saying anything bad about him. I said it last year. I'll say it again. It's just he's just going to keep going until the wheels fall off. Who I am predicting is going to have a disappointing year is Josh Jacobs. Uh, that's not a hot take. He's not going to do that again. Um, there's a lot of data on guys that got as much work as he did that come in the next season. And do not repeat that again. 
the fact that he did not have any training camp whatsoever is a huge red flag. And you're just yeah. expecting him to just come in week one and go full speed? I don't think so. Um, so I imagine an injury is coming to him at some point. Uh, I hate being that guy, but it's probably going to happen. And at worst case, he's probably not going to be what he was last year. I think Mike actually made some really solid picks. Like, Murray Cooper is a decent like decent pick. I love Lockett as usual. Pacheco's a yep. solid pick. Goddard's a solid pick. The bench needs work, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I think that's like... I don't know. When's Mike finally going to rebuild or is he going to continue to do this on the fly and find another Amon Ross St. Brown to go into next year with? He found Amon Ross St. Brown in a year that he wasn't even rebuilding. He just had such a great hit yeah. on that particular pick. Um, yeah, it didn't like Shout out to they. Either, but great it wasn't the, the worst. Yeah, good job, they. Good they job, drafted they. Alan Lazar, Jamal Williams, and A-Chain. That's, uh, that's, for, that's for sure. Um I don't know if I have anything else for you, Tones. I, Are I we going to be good? Some, oh, yeah. I, That's a storyline. You and I need Mike, to be Mike, good, man. Sorry, Mike Thomas, ninth round pick. And I had to take Romeo Dubes, the Dubes, <laughs> the Dubster instead. Yeah, because that could age <laughs> real bad. I don't know why I laughed so hard, but when Nick said Romeo Dubes instead of Dobbs, I just laughed so hard. And I had to laugh right now thinking of Dubes instead of Dobbs. I, I don't know why. It's hilarious. It's but that children. was the guy I wanted there. That was the guy I wanted. I wanted Mike Thomas instead of Romeo Dubes. That would have been the second um, year in a row you would have drafted Mike Thomas. Am I right? Yeah, last year it didn't work out so well. Although the first three weeks, he was solid. He was yeah, getting two work. touchdowns in three weeks. Yeah. Mike T's going to be He's fine, man. Good catches. thing he has a perennial red zone stud in Derek Carr. <laughs> nope. Oh, true. That guy stinks. Yeah, he sucks. Um, are we going to be good? This is really the last topic, I suppose. Um, yeah, like odds are not <laughs> because no. if history because if history has any way of, of telling us what what's up, uh, probably not. But hey, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't know, man. What's your prediction for for us this year? <laughs> We're gonna be one two, man. See you in the finals. Obviously. The odds of that happening, that's even harder than my hope that one year both Dottos will miss the playoffs. Like the odds of you and I being one, two, I don't know, man. I love it. I want it. I want it bad. I think the pod would be electric and we'd be the only two people I'd ever listen to it. All right, Doris. Predictions? um, Are we we picking playoff teams? Are we, what's going on? Or do we want to pick Super Bowl winners? Do we want to predict what's going to happen tonight? You know, Sky Moore, 200 yards, 300, maybe four touchdowns. What, what, where are we going here? Sky Moore, one catch, nine no. yards, one, one fumble. <laughs> that, that checks out. That's a Tones player right there for sure. Negative, for sure. negative points. I have so um, many predictions. Tonight. Oh, my God. Predictions. The, the Chiefs, it's so chalky to say, but the Chiefs are so good. Um, I, I don't want to say that the Chiefs are just going to run away with the AFC because the AFC is so good, but but it's so hard to pick against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. How many straight AFC championship games have they made? Like six? Five in a row. I just did a feature Five on in it. A Go row. check it out. Sportsnet.ca. Yeah. Why don't you send that, uh, send that link? I'm kidding. Our, who, our, who? Fucking, our fucking web people did not upload it. No chance. Let's not get fired, though. It, to not go chalk and say the Chiefs and the Eagles, like who are you going as you're, and you've done a lot of diving into this. You've done your, you did your standings uh, prediction. So who are you picking 
for the Super Bowl this year. It's really, really, really tough. Uh, it's really tough. I am going to do the dumb thing and bet against Patrick Mahomes because I just think, especially now with Kelsey banged up, like it's it, there's there's a couple way like Chris Jones isn't there. That's a, a way yeah. bigger loss than Travis Kelsey. Like Chris Jones is arguably one of the best defensive players in the game. And I'm yep. thrilled that David Montgomery gets to run against a Chris Jones-less defensive line tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals to represent the AFC. Mm. Joe Burrow's just got that fucking dog in him. And I want him yep. to be happy because he is amazing. So <laughs> he's, I he's, think he's the, pretty happy. You don't have to worry about that. I just I want nothing but joy and happiness for Joe Burrow. They have shown to be the only AFC team that can actually go toe-to-toe with Kansas City and beat them and even in their own building. Um, so I think that rivalry is going to continue. I think they'll face the Chiefs in the AFC title game, and that's just going to be amazing. That's the new Broncos-Pats. It's excellent. On the NFC side, I would love to predict something fun and go like totally wild and go like Seahawks, a team I really like. I don't trust the Niners quarterbacks. The Eagles are fucking great, really great. If there's any team that can beat the Seahawks or the Eagles, it's the Cowboys in a playoff game, a team that knows them yeah. very well. That being said, I don't trust the Cowboys. I don't trust Dak. I got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, and I got Joe Burrow beating them. The Eagles and Rich are sad for a second straight year. I'm sorry, but it's true. I have the Niners finally putting it all together in a year that it doesn't really matter if they stay fully healthy because they have so much talent. And I actually think Brock Purdy is perfect for what what needs to be accomplished in that system. So I think a full year of Purdy as your quarterback, and I know it sounds crazy, but I was actually targeting him in deeper drafts this year. I know mm. I know that sounds crazy. No, it's not. But he, fantasy-wise, Shanahan, he's actually quite decent. Shanahan's system is not easy, but much like... Tua in Miami, if you have someone who's just accurate and throws good balls to really talented receivers, magic can happen. And I think yeah. that Purdy can do what Tua did early in the season last year before his head blew up um, in San Fran. And on top of that, they have arguably the best defense in the league when everybody's yeah. healthy. Yep. Um, I don't actually think it's that arguable. They're, they're just so talented. So I have the Chiefs losing to San Fran because it's finally San Fran's time. Now, that said, I'm sure five of their starters and MVP players will be hurt by week two. Um, but that's my prediction for the Super Bowl this year. I got San Fran finally doing it in an NFC that I don't totally trust outside of the Eagles, who I don't know if they're going to get back. But anyway, here we are. Love uh, it. That's my prediction. Love it. Um, We've already made our predictions for the league, and the Dolphins are either going to go eight and nine or thirteen and four this year. Um, it all it all depends on the health of their quarterback. If Tua is healthy and plays every game this year, I think they can win at least twelve games. Does I agree. Sound crazy. I agree. I agree. Yeah, very talented. There's so many variables. Tough division, but very talented. I like them better than the yeah. Jets, and uh, Tua's just got to stay upright, which is a tall, tall order. Last thing before we go, because I know it's time. Um, have you seen our name changes and photo changes in the league? Ooh, um, I did. I did. There's, th- there's three. Two three. name changes oh. to speak of. Well, right. hold on. We'll start with the fridge. Uh, the fridge, Nick Dotto, has changed his, <laughs> um, his, his photo. Justin um, <laughs> Ross. It's really good. 
Thank you, Nick. Excellent. I know that's not the fridge, but it, it's good for the it's good for the moment. Uh, two changes. Olave Garden. Rich Ben, how many trophy emojis out of five are you giving Olave Garden with the name change? Uh, sorry, with the photo change to Chris Olave. Uh, one. As an Italian, that is Olive Garden can go fuck itself. And uh, okay. number two, it's low hanging fruit. We can do better than that. How about how how many trophy emojis out of five are you giving that? One. Oh, did you say that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks for Doug listening, just, Alex. Jeez. Doug just texted me and said that his son, James, wants to golf with me again. I played golf with Doug and his two-year-old son um, a couple weeks ago, and his son requested that he wants to golf with me again. I'm a terrible Doors. golfer. I don't know Nobody, why his two-year-old is doing that. There's like three people in this whole league who knows who Doug is. I know, but I just got distracted, which is why I didn't listen to your trophy emoji. There's a story here, Tones. Listen to the story. <laughs> Follow me along here. It's getting late. Okay. Uh, it's 7 o'clock. I'm ready for bed. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta change a diaper here. Let's keep it moving. I, I'm giving Olave, two, Olave Garden two trophy emojis out of five. Shout to infinity, Elite. To infinity and Bijan with the incredible have you zoomed in on this profile photo the picture the picture's great yahoo next change let's make these photos significantly larger thank you yeah um yeah, yeah love the photo five out of five on the photo again low-hanging fruit but it flows really nice so i'll give it two out of five wow i, I think the whole thing as a package is getting five out of five for me oh, i really wow. do enjoy wow. this wow. i think it's the toy story factor I, I really do feel like it's tugging at the heartstrings there I'm giving it five trophy emojis out of five. Will Franco um, change his name and or his generic Yahoo helmet emoji ever? No. Come on, no, at this man. Point, it's, Put a Raider at this point, logo in him, there. I asked him on draft. It's actually funny. It is still the silver and black that his uh, his F Franco team name is right it's now. It's so easy. Google images, Raiders helmet, drop it in there, ship and rip, and also get over the waivers thing, man. Fuck. Next yeah, year, it better say true. make kickers great again. That should be yeah. what it'd be next year. That'd be great. Five out of five for that. Before, before we go, give me 10 seconds on Anthony Richardson this year. Why? <laughs> because he's my, one of my two quarterbacks. And I oh, want that's to know right. You, you, t- you took the craziest quarterback duo, Richardson and Tua. Uh, Richardson, roll. He's roll. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really fun player. Really like yeah. him. Would love for my team to actually take a shot on that guy for this current season. Uh, not very fantasy relevant. You'll have no idea where to start him. He'll be on waivers by week three. Um, hmm. I don't know. This is not the year. Give it. Give it a year. Maybe next year. Maybe the year after. Let's give it a year. So I'm. But I like the like the player. Like the player. Big fan. Tua and Anthony Richardson. What a mistake. Incredible. Um, okay, tones. Yes, in sir. a nice and tight almost hour and 15 minutes uh, or whatever it is. Basically condensed three pods into one. So, yeah. You that's, know? that's right. We don't know when we'll see no. you guys next, but we'll try to make it work as often as we possibly can. But uh, there's going to be a lot of Doria time, I think. There's going to be a lot of Tony time. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, missed weeks. So just fucking deal with it. If you got a problem with that? Suck my balls. Tones, uh, say hi to Adriano for me, okay? I will. I will. All right. He loves my team. Enjoy. By the way. Loves it. Capital I'm L. Sure He's ready does. to watch some football. Let's go, baby. Let's get it going. Okay. 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 Okay.
Okay, okay. 